Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. There we go, Jack. There it is. For the last time of this series, we have reached episode 10. It is the grand finale. It's the grand finale. It's the grand finale of the... Well, it's not the grand finale of the Taskmaster of the People's podcast, but it's the grand finale of the show, and we are about the show, so it's confusing. It will never be the grand finale of the People's <laughs> podcast in my lifetime. Oh my um, gosh, okay. <laughs> I might give up on it, but, you know, you lot can keep going. <laughs> yeah, I'll keep going. Don't worry. It'll just be me. I might, I might get a better offer. I'm going to get the Stanna Stairlift gig one day and then I won't need to do anything else but Is it ride the, the stairs. Yes, I'm just waiting oh. for the Stanna Stairlift. That's all I'm doing. I'm biding my time. But we are discussing today the grand finale of Series 16, uh, yes. which is entitled Always Forks and Marbles. Mm-hmm. Now, you will have guessed by now what I was most excited by at the beginning of this episode. I was going to say, I think it's in a way. It, it, as soon as the as soon as the, the 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 show started, and you saw, you know, what everyone was yeah. wearing and every, it was almost like yeah. you then turn off the rest of the episode because for you, it, it, the that most was, important that thing was happened. my grand finale. That, that was, was your grand. Finale. It was just such a joy, and I cannot take any credit here because, as we know, um, the series <laughs> is is filmed, edited, and in the can before we discuss it live on air. Uh, but I'd like to think that through the through the, through my very strong vibes, mm-hmm. Sam got the message. He gave himself the message in the end, didn't he? And he turned up for that final record, looking like something out of the Barbie movie. And um, I rather fancy him now. <laughs> you should. I mean, now, now at last, you have something to say to him apart from why were you yeah. wearing grey? You can say, I'd I say, hello, cutie, <laughs> hello, blondie. Um, Is your job yeah. beach? It was. <laughs> I haven't even seen the movie, but I know that reference. I, I um, haven't either. So we're we're. This is the exact level. Let, oh God, we're on a we're absolute level pegging there, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, let's, let's not go any just, further into that. He looked like a burst of sunshine on my screen. <laughs> That's what he looked like. And I was just even the socks were uh, you know a good color. The sneakers were a good color. The orange shirt. I mean, the it's very hard to bleach a brunette. You, I was Jack, going to say. You'd be in a hairdresser's for about three weeks because you are incredibly dark. I am. And you would never, pro- they'd never be able to lift you beyond tangerine. <laughs> that, is, that is such a, is that an insult? I can't tell. It was such a relief. It was such a relief for me to see it. It really was. It was a relief. I think it's interesting because it's a little bit, no one in the audience, if you'd been, because obviously the audience don't see old episodes. So they'd have just been like, oh, he's dressed weirdly. Whereas oh, everyone else would have been like, would have been like, what the hell? So it was kind of weird because it it was kind of a muted reaction from the audience because obviously. Ah, uh, yeah. Unless, of course, there might have been some people in the audience who know Sam from his stand-up work, you yes. know, independent of the telly, in which case they might have been some muttering going, well, he's normally got brown hair. He's maybe he's <laughs> d- done that for a role. Maybe he's got an acting job. 
I don't know. But for those of us watching at home that have been, you know, stood by episode after ed- episode of, well, not even various shades of grey, no, one kind of muted, dull, the same bleeding grey week after week. <laughs> Honestly, I was absolutely delighted. I thought it was a bit of a shame that um, that there wasn't more colour throughout. I was hoping Julian would have gone latex. I was hoping... Um, uh, I've always wanted to see Lucy dressed up as Little Bo Peep or Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> uh, I just think uh, I just think she looked really good in a bonnet as well. Um, I know what you mean. She's got that yeah. energy. I, yeah. So I think you guys, your series like um, raised the bar for final episode outfits, um, which I thought was lovely uh, when you guys all dressed up as in series. 15, I think that was Ivo's idea. It's a great idea. It's beautiful. And also because it fit with the theme. It was, it felt thematically very relevant and it felt like you guys were a gang. You were all dressed up like Sergeant Peppers. It was wonderful. Yeah, it was. Uh, and, and they all fitted as well, because I just thought, oh, God, I, I'm going to look so fucking ludicrous because they're going to get me some trousers for a six foot three inch man. And I'm not going to be able to do them up around the middle. But I could. Anyway, Wait, did, um, Ivo bring this, did Ivo bring them with him? Was he like, guys, no, that would be seats? weird. That would be so weird if Ivo <laughs> happened to have five uh, Sergeant Pepper outfits in his home. I mean, who is he? He's not Julian. He's not Julian, is he? You know, that's true. Uh, no, they were hired. They were hired. It was an idea. Yes. And you know how quick they are. The Taskmaster team are incredibly quick off the draw. If you have an yeah. idea within two and a half hours, it is there in your dressing room, pressed and ready That's to brilliant. go. That's brilliant. Yeah, it's extraordinary. Right. Do, you, do you think Sam had planned this the whole way through? And he was like, grey, 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 Bart Simpson. Or do you think he was like... I don't know what I'm going to do, but you guys have to think. Like, do you think he talked to the the crew and were like, "Oh, um, I think that I genuinely think, knowing the makeup girls and wardrobe, there would have been some gentle pressure from them saying, "Hey, Sam, have you thought about why not? <laughs> um, I think you'd really suit Peach. Um, you know, your skin tones are, are, are sort of dictating." So, I think there might have been some gentle pressure, but I think Sam is a schemer. And yeah, I he think he'd have, he, he would want something up his sleeve. And it was a nice little final flourish from him. It was lovely. It was lovely. I'm I'm so glad. And 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 I feel like we've I feel like he he's he's paid it off. The the the, the weeks of anguish yeah. he's paid it off. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. yeah. We will now forgive him, basically. That's what you're yeah. saying. <laughs> now listen, can, just before yeah. we go any further, I just have to explain. You know, I was ill last week when we recorded. I have been diagnosed with something called strep throat, which is uh, incredibly painful, but I'm on antibiotics now and I'm really on the road to recovery, but I'm still sounding a bit thick and nasally. So apologies for that, but I am well enough to do this podcast, Jack. And what a relief it, that is. It's the dedication. It's the dedication. It's the dedication. To I know. I thought I've got to get it in. I've got to get it in so that people think, yeah. oh God, she's such a brave woman. Right. Okay. We're going to the uh, prize task of mm. episode 10. And uh, the title of this is The Thing That Is The Most Shocking When It Turns Around. Take me through this, Jack. Yeah, I. it felt like a big final prize task which is quite nice or it felt like a sort of it's like a two-tier one as in you have the it's like a setup and a punchline which i quite enjoy with with prize tasks i like i i thought it was a nice idea um that i thought that some was, were better than others that is often the case and i will agree with that here. yeah yeah that's why the points get awarded thus uh, <laughs> my favorites were susan's ice cream yeah. and lucy's hair like pulley and um 
No, those were my two favourites, actually. I liked Julian's friend's uh, uh, ashes in the vase, but I preferred the other two, to be honest. I think... Uh, I know what you mean, and I think that the... I, I think Susan in particular, Chain Bastard, frequently has been uh, under marked this series, as we all know, and I think this was another case where she should have deserved at least four for the for the ice cream, because it was a great reveal and a great public service announcement as well. Well, like, yes, and that was good, because I'm very, very gullible, so I never... I, I watch things and I totally believe them, and then I start to question my own sanity. Yeah. So, is it true that ice cream contains... Uh, beaver, beaver anal secretions. I think so. Well, I mean, I, I, I just believed it as well. Wait, hang on. Do you not think it's true? It's I'm not sure. I mean, you're one of the few people I know that can Google and speak at the same okay. time. If, if I talk and Google, I just dribble, so I can't do that. Go on. <laughs> so castorum is a yellowish exudet from the castor sacs of mature beavers. Castorum in combination with urine to set to mark their scent and territory. Okay, so it's used in perfume, it's used in food, uh, it is generally recognized as a, uh, a safe food additive, um, and it is used in uh, schnapps, it's used in schnapps quite a lot. Um, it's yeah, also well, added you've to- t- have you ever tasted schnapps? It, it tastes like beaver piss. Quite <laughs> it tastes honest. like beaver piss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the tagline, wasn't it, for schnapps originally? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Beaver butts emit goo used for vanilla flavoring. Goo, uh, goo. That's goo. another word for poo. They're using you using the word goo for poo. It's just ridiculous, <laughs> this is, isn't it? It's just to try I, and make poo is... edible. <laughs> They've done it. They finally made poo edible. If they find it in beavers, it's um, just I, goo. It's just goo. It's just it's sweet just, goo. It's just delicious sweet beaver goo. I think we have to we have to assume it's right, don't we? Really? Yeah, we do. I've got I've got a partner in his seventies who's uh-huh. a, a terribly, terribly addicted to ice cream. Vanilla ice cream being his favourite, oh, no. and this I, I genuinely cannot wait to impart this news. <laughs> I genuinely can't because it's going to really, really upset him. And every time he sort of squirrels away in the corner eating ice cream, I'm going, oh, "There you yeah. go again with another bowl of Bieber piss and shit." There we go. Um, so. Uh, let's go to the bottom of the table uh, and just discuss Sue and Sam's. Sue and Sam. Um, I think I think Sue was I think Sue was harshly done by personally. It's a lot of work to go through to make a cardboard cutout, especially of Alex to get him naked to show him hairless. There's a lot of work that went into that. I think the thing was as well though there'd been a similar sort of semi-naked Alex the week before. You know when yes. he was. In the Botticelli kind of a light yeah, picture, that's absolutely accurate. And I think also she's she's won three prize tasks in a row. So I think Greg probably had heightened expectations, and this was middle mid table, and so therefore it was it it was hit harder. I would say, yeah. Um, and Sam came in with two points with creepy baby. Yeah. Mm. The thing is, you could tell it was going to be creepy. Before from the back around. yeah you could tell it was going to be creepy from from behind therefore i think there wasn't a shock it wasn't, it wasn't shock shocking the face was quite bulbous already or the head was quite bulbous so you were like i well, think there I were big ears sticking out if it yeah. had been a golden haired dolly from behind and then yeah. turned around but i mean i think that's been done before a bit. I, it's d- a bit of a trope mm, creepy baby that- there's a similar task with your series, which was like do the sneakiest thing, and I think that has a. Oh, that was like, hard. That was, was hard. really hard. But everyone kind of nailed it, and I think that again with that one, it was kind of like the base of like, okay, what are you going to see first, and then what's the second image that will make the first image funnier? 
And I yeah. think that everyone in your series did a very good job of nailing it, whereas I think Sam and Sue, to an extent, didn't quite get the sort of... Like, it was all a bit obvious, wasn't it? Um, set up, punchline, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then Julian brought in uh, an urn, um, which contained um, a friend of his ashes. <laughs> uh, I'm not entirely sure whether I believe him, but I'd like to believe that that was true. I think you have to believe him, otherwise he is... Otherwise, it's one of the strangest things you could possibly do on live, t- or not live TV, although pretended to be live TV. It's just yeah. one of the strangest things you could do. And I, I, I think I'm going to. I think Julian is a wonderful, kind-hearted soul behind an exterior of uh, nonchalance. Of, you know, yeah, nonchalance and sort of acerbic meanness. No, there's a, there's a huge streak of kindness that of goes course. through Julian. And I think I think you have to believe. In a way, I don't. I don't like the idea that Julian didn't enjoy his time on Taskmaster. But oh, I, I think he did. I, I think, think he, he did. did. It's just the way he sort of handles everything. He's not going to get himself overexcited and, and sort of set him up himself up for a fall. He just yes. like glides through, glides, glides through, through but, but then but then also enjoys it throughout. But yeah. I think that what was, what was quite nice was the idea that if his friend was truly a massive Taskmaster fan and he there died, was a sweetness, wasn't there? A sweetness there, about there to that. be like, yeah, I'll do okay, I'll do that show. Yeah, you've you made it. You've made it onto that. Taskmaster. That's really nice. And it was very sweet that when he won the episode, did you? You see he opened up the 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 ashes and sort of said something to him which was i thought was incredibly sweet oh I was, god I was my heart out. is breaking I oh my god out. it was it was very sweet and and it was i've gone to the said. kitchen for another glass of wine at that point i'm really sorry i missed it <laughs> it was it was very sweet it was a very sweet moment and i thought that it it sort of sums up julian's time on the show where he's able to be incredibly sweet while doing like you know while being very mean and disturbing while having this cynical uh carapace exactly i think he's he's pitched it perfectly he's had a great series and this was a lovely way to effectively top it up i think they've all had a very good series actually i think that we've got to get to know these people and there's uh, each of them have something very special so that's uh lucy's hair like pulley um it's it was so lucy it was so and Lucy's mum is coming coming across as a character in her own right, and I'm I'm getting a picture of this house, her mother's house, with these sort yeah. of mouse droppings and hair light pulleys. Yeah. It's the stuff of nightmares, really, the, isn't it? The cat the cat's gone missing. There's hair on the lamp. Uh, yeah, and, and John must absolutely hate it. Oh yes, because he's very pernickety, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, which is an old-fashioned word for OCD. <laughs> he's a bit pernickety. In our day, we just say, "Oh, he's a bit pernickety." John is medically pernickety, and I don't think he would enjoy this house at all. Which is funny, yeah. though. Funny. Um, so that was the scores there. Uh, Sue one, Sam two, Susan three. God, the ice cream was great, though. Um, Lucy four, Julian five. Also, as a reminder, Julian was seven points behind sam going into this final episode uh off the back of the prize task he's cut that down to four he's cut that down to four very quickly oh it's yes he's narrowing the gap there narrowing the gap he's narrowing the gap going to task one which mm-hmm. was do something shocking but family friendly with this donut now here it's the time um element that would have freaked me out because i think yeah. how long did they have 15 minutes i think they have 15 minutes i think it was quite worryingly short um, yes which which is it, it's fair i mean that's sort of the nature of the beast i think the the 
the biggest problem for me that would have freaked me out and i think susan had this problem is it's the family friendly as soon as you say family friendly i think it's like what does that mean in the context of the show i know why they put it in i understand we can't put it on a penis i'm i'm fully aware of that <laughs> but what what's the level like that that's the thing that would have freaked me out like how to pitch it would have been quite hard i think uh, and i think it's it didn't backfire on everybody but i think mm. everybody was affected by those restrictions to be quite honest because it's quite a limiting task there's only one thing there's one donut um and lucy of course went uh went totally insane with it and became the baby bird uh, regurgitating food into her tiny baby bird's mouth, more or less. I think she probably, and, and she got the five points. And I think she probably deserved the five points because it was the, it's a, it's a shocking batshit nonsense idea that is by its very definition, family friendly. Like it's a good for families, uh, for birds that, that, you know, that's a good thing. That's for, what for, happens. For, it's a good thing for bird families to do. Yeah. I, I think she nailed it. And then everyone else was a little bit of a distant second or third or fourth or fifth. True, true. But I think that um, Sue was underscored with this one. The Donut of Doom was a great family-friendly piece of entertainment. I think it would have been better had um, if she'd had loads of donuts Mm -hmm. and a better catapult device set up, then I think it would have really, really worked. I agree. I think that she was limited by the fact that it was do something shocking with this donut, which I don't think, you know, I, I think you could definitely, you can have that donut and then you could, as you say, have loads of other donuts. And I think also the phrase shocking is the hard thing with that one, because I, I agree. Amazing, amazing, like thing that she created that was really satisfying. And it was so satisfying when it actually did hit Alex in the face. And I loved, I loved his sponge cod piece as well to protect his his penis. I and the fact that Sue is thinking about his penis is very sweet to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I I think that again, it's that thing with Sue. It's not over. It's not overthinking it, but it's that thing of like she creates this amazing thing, and then you take a step back from it, and you're like, is it shocking? Is it? Is it? It's good. Is it shocking? Um, I think the use of the word shocking really um, didn't help this. Didn't I know help what you this mean. Task. I know what you mean. Because it, it, it ended it, it, up limited. with Julian having to spit donut into Alex's face, which is something Julian wouldn't normally do. He says I, he just did it on the spirit. And nobody really wants to see a fine gentleman, a fine homosexual gentleman, spitting, <laughs> um, you know, regurgitated donut into Alex's face. And I, I, I just, that's the sort of thing that makes me a bit uncomfortable. I know. I have very, yes. very high tolerance levels for all sorts of kind of weird and kinky stuff, but very basic stuff like spitting, I cannot hack. For some reason, I was more comfortable because Greg said like, um, so Susan's one gave him the ick, uh, but like the, for me, the gag, yeah, uh, Julian's one was worse. I for some reason I can't quite work it out. I'd have I'd have flipped um some of these scores. I'd have actually given um Sue the donut of doom. Uh, well, I think Lucy would have still no nobody would got five points in my book for this. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, you know, I'd have given Sue four, Lucy three, um and uh two for the bikini clad donut which didn't really go anywhere and um julian and susan just because that behavior should not be encouraged on live television uh even though it's not live uh one point each <laughs> and it is live of course it's live <laughs> i i 
I know what, ah, yeah, I know what you mean. I do, I sort of agree, and I do think that Susan's meltdown was one of, I, it was disgusting, but I did just enjoy the fact that it didn't actually have a point. There was nothing at the end of it. There was no, there was no, there was no redeeming factor that made it acceptable for her to do it. And I wonder if she... I thought she was going to sort of like chew it all up, then spit it all out and then do finger painting with it or something. I don't know. And that would have been horrible. But yeah, but equally, for some reason, there was a panic to it that really... I, that I found really funny. Yeah, but she really went for it. I mean, there's so she really went for it. I had I wrote down what she did. It was she ate apple, milk, instant coffee, fizzed up coke, chili sauce, ketchup, cornflakes, and then the donut with Nutella in the middle of it. Oh no, no, it's horror. And she wasn't eating it. It was just all in there. It was bonkers bonkers yeah. bananas yeah and i think that was my least favorite task of all the tasks i've <laughs> ever seen on taskmaster and Fred. i don't think I've, i haven't got a particularly delicate gag reflex but mm. that one really that upset me a little bit um you shouldn't watch there's one particular that you shouldn't watch if you don't like mouth-based tasks that are disgusting in series 13 they had to keep their tongue out for as long as possible and sophie juca does it for about 24 minutes and it's just it is foul it is really really awful is she <laughs> is she retching the thing is when people she's not retching it, it it's the it's the it's like she's slobbering so much oh. it's really horrible oh it's, oh you sound okay. no, 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 no i'm not too bad with slobber um, okay it's, it's slobber with bits in that anyway can we change the subject change the subject <laughs> well I, I was just going to say that what's interesting about this series is that there actually hasn't been a uh like a disgusting as in uh, contestants having to eat something disgusting or do something disgusting or like and there's been like a sort of a gross out eating uh task which is the first time that's happened for about i would say seven series or so but did we have one i can't remember you you did actually do you remember the one where you were all um handcuffed and you had to oh yeah but it mm. They yeah. were just, they were they were just jelly beans, but you still had to eat gross jelly beans to work out what the flavours were, to work out what the Well, for me to work out uh, what you, the flavours were. Had, because you had some as well. I had a couple, but I mean I smoked my taste buds off back in the nineties, so I mean I really oh, wasn't gosh. much help there. <laughs> Um, but obviously, obviously, Kyle didn't do any of it. No, no, no. He was a wonderful. complete wuss. I mean, I wouldn't like to. I, I, I don't think Kyle would have been able to watch that uh, donut task. I think that he would I, have had to hide behind the sofa. Interesting. I, I think I agree. Well, I, I suppose what's interesting is that this one wasn't explicitly do something disgusting with this donut. It was shocking. Uh, it was do it was something shocking, shocking but, but family friendly with this donut. It definitely it definitely pushed the contestants towards doing something disgusting and i guess with their mouth with the donut and i think that's quite kind of a yeah it 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 was i i agree it was foul it was horrible i i would have rather susan had done what she uh said she could have done on the um in the studio which was to <laughs> Uh, tear it apart and shove it up her bum. I think that that, I think toddlers would have laughed a lot more at that. Okay, we are going on to task two, uh, demonstrate the most effective four-part High intensity exercise. Oh God, my heart would have dropped at this. Oh, really? <laughs> it really would. Yeah, yeah. What? What was? What was? What would you have done? Do Do oh. you have a sort of idea or? 
Um, one would have been a, a sort of really difficult yoga pose. Um, I can, for one second, the one second routine, I can just about hold myself up in a frog position. Oh, Um, great. Yes. Um, The trouble is I'm really too heavy for my own arms because I don't work out or anything. And it's been quite a long time since I did yoga. But I used to be incredibly, um, well, competitive with yoga. And I eventually had to stop going because I wasn't using it as a sort of meditative and relaxing thing. As I was using it as a sort of vicious, nasty show-off kind of thing. And I was going to this class where everybody was very, very competitive. And in the, in oh, the no. end, our teacher had um, a, a brain seizure. And I think it was from just too much spinning on her head. It was, it was part yoga, part break dancing. It was just a bit fucking hardcore so oh my um, god okay i know i I, I I wouldn't recommend opening that can of worms again let's do something not not involved at all with the with the brain seizure yoga uh yeah yeah skipping i might have done some skipping because old women skipping is fun um (laughs) it's it was a hard one because of also they were they were sort of limited in their square Mm. space as a thing to watch i find it very satisfying just like the connectedness of it all um, which I think, as in the the way that they, you know, you end with a whoop, so you start with a yeah, you end with a yeah, you start with a scream. It made it feel like a a cohesive whole, which I think was actually as as a as a spectacle. I really enjoyed. I think what's what was slightly difficult about this one, and I do wonder a little bit why they didn't do it in the house. Was why did they do it in the special location? If, I would have just been a scheduling thing, I, I presume. I but there isn't anywhere big enough, really, in the house um, mm. to do to to really thrash about. You'd have to clear a lot of stuff out of one well, of the couldn't, rooms. Couldn't you done if they did it on the? St- oh, I suppose it's indoors. That's the problem. You'd have to do it indoors because it's cold, and you want them to do. Yeah, uh, get sweaty want, and. Yeah, you want the, you'd want them to do it indoors because it. it a weather because the weather. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you sort of want them to be able to go into the shed and go get like items to because that's where the fun of it's going to come from. And like the best bits were um, Julian's punching of of Alex with his feet. That was wonderful. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, and and obviously the name of the uh, of the tar- of, of what he called the exercise. Yeah, he won on descriptions basically. Yeah. I think. Are we allowed? Are we allowed to call it? Are we allowed to say what the what that was called? I don't know if we can. Uh, <laughs> Punch the cunt. Punch the cunt is a great name. A great, great and name. that's that's what I call family entertainment. Punch the cunt. <laughs> It's just such a it's such a great name. It's such a great name. It's so simple, so cruel, uh, so perfect. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's possibly the only word that still gets bleeped on television. I was going to say there was an interesting thing um, about five series ago. During they they played the wrong version of Taskmaster. A, the first episode of series twelve. They played the wrong episode. And one of the first ways that you knew was that Magana was walking around going, "Where is he? Where's the?" Um, and it just went beep. And everyone on Twitter assumed that she'd called Alex <laughs> called Alex a c word. Yeah, immediately in the get go of this series. Uh, and obviously, then it it, 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 it was it became, they put out the kids episode. They put out the kids episode. The kid friendly one. It became clear as uh, during a task there was a thing saying "Don't try this at home," and everyone was like, "What is going on here?" Uh, and then the the show was very apologetic. And then later on, uh, put out just a supercut of all the swear words. Uh, from that episode perfect perfect way to but of course sam did a sort of a sam special on this one yep i i thought this was really good and i thought he deserved more personally i i thought this is a very unique and funny idea he got four points okay then i think he then i think he was okay (laughs) 
but it was well executed. It was well executed because it had the subversion. That was the other thing that was key about it. It wasn't just that he was being exercised. At a certain point, the 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 script flipped, and and Alex was exercising him. It was that in that sense, it was very satisfying because it sort of gave it an element of horror. Like, was the was the demon? And who ended up upside down? Was it Alex or was it? I think it was Sam. Sam. It was Sam upside down. And I thought that Alex did very well with his speaking in tongues. Quite convincing, a bit worrying. Yeah. I, well, oh, I believe that every every time he's not on screen, Alex is speaking in tongues. <laughs> we have to assume that. I think that, that I personally found that the funniest bit of this task. And therefore, maybe I'd have given him five with Julian. I did enjoy yeah. Julian's a lot. Yeah, but I could, they could have easily switched those points. It was I, interesting because, as you say, like Julian's won because of the descriptions and also the fact that Julian was doing the... Oh, he one of them was, wasn't one of his tasks, one of his exercises was called the flying homosexual. Oh, yeah, yeah, He was yeah. just, yeah, just it, rolling it, about on a ball. Yeah, Wonderful. Wonderful. Pitch perfect Julian. Uh, and without very much effort, he managed to win that as well. I mean, he, yeah. he basically did most of the exercises sort of lying down or semi-prone anyway. But yeah. I wonder whether Greg was uh, giving this episode a little bit more jeopardy because mm. Julian's points were creeping up on Sam's. Well, a lot of people will sort of say online like oh they they want this person to win this episode because they want them to they want them to have an episode that they've won or they want to make the score slightly closer i usually say that's not what's happening here at all what i will say is that this episode featured um it's the first ever final episode to feature exclusively um uh filmed subjective tasks and those are tasks that greg has complete control over so it's not a it's not a task like um throw this thing the longest it never yeah. that's never happened before in the show where the Ooh. final episode is Ooh. just greg's judgment which means that greg could quite easily in this one um uh, give points as he wanted yeah which... i mean the only the only task was the final task which mm. you know had a, a was a definitive kind of thing you exactly. either got that ball in the in the bath or you didn't uh, and, uh, to be discussed obviously oh, we, we're nearly there we're not there we, yet not but, there, not there yet but i but i do agree that i think that potentially there was an element of whether that was subconscious from greg and wanting to get the scores slightly closer and obviously by the end it is very very close or whether it's a little bit I wonder if it's a little bit that prize task playing on uh, Greg quite heavily because I think Greg seemed very moved by the story that that's, that Julian had told. So maybe he saw. I, I'm not Julian. sure whether you're giving Greg a, a slightly more bigger sentimental heart than I he actually know. has. He looked really moved, and I don't. Th- I personally, I don't think Greg cares that much about who wins. He said this before, where he's like. Where, well, it wasn't it. Was it in your series where he? I, had don't, a bit to I don't think camera. he gives a shit. I really don't. He doesn't give a shit. There's a bit to camera where he's like, um, you know, I, I'm the, the the best judge in the world, and he turns to the camera, and is like, uh, or 20, 20 grand. Give me twenty grand, and I'll fix it for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think if you true. asked him three days after the series ended who won, he would he'd probably be quite. But I can't remember. I think yeah. all, what Greg cares about is the show, not the winner. Exactly, which I which I think which I think personally makes me think that the 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 the, the sentimental emotional heart pulling strings of what was a very moving first prize task probably made him think Julian should win this episode as opposed to who's going to win the series who's going to win the episode because I don't think she ne- he necessarily cares about that that's my that's my how I take I mean don't I mean do not get me wrong I do like to think that Greg's heart is full of goo. 
but I'm never <laughs> sure. I'm not sure if the is what kind of goo that would be. But you <laughs> know, the idea that uh, I I would genuinely quite like to comfort Greg if he was crying. There'd be a oh, lot of women yeah. queuing up to comfort Greg if he was crying. I- Absolutely, I'd lot lo- of lot of men, lot of women. I'd love to comfort Greg if he was crying. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd like, I'd I like mean, to cradle his big head <laughs> like a horse. <laughs> I think he'd, he 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 might break his neck trying to get down there, though. Oh, well, I'd sit on his knee and comfort him. <laughs> anyway, let's leave that there. We'll work out the logistics of that later. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> we'll work out the final. consent <laughs> over that <laughs> another time. Right, we are moving on to task three. It's the Taskmaster Hotel team task. They could open that house. They genuinely could as a as a hotel. They could. I I have to ask, do you, how much do you think this was a soft launch for a Taskmaster Hotel? <laughs> um, I think that there will be B and Bs all around the land going. Well, you know, is it? We could. Do, are we allowed? We could just. Why don't we call this the Taskmaster Hotel? And we could just set some tasks at breakfast. Yeah, like cute tasks. Do you know what I received in the post today? Taskmaster Christmas crackers. <gasps> I haven't opened them yet, but I know that's what they are. Oh. I know. So I, I, I'm presuming, I don't know what the gift would be inside, whether it would just be a hat, but there will be a mm-hmm. good task to do or something to do in the riddle. The riddle will be a task, won't it? I would hope there is some kind of, there are, there are references, obviously, in any kind of the prizes, but the obvious best bit is going to be the task. because. As as has been said before, like the, the, a lot of the live tasks and a lot of the tasks in, in general, and why it works so well as a sort of board game or or, or with friends, they're basically Victorian parlor games, but yeah. with a sort of modern twist. And I think that's the fun of what you would get with a Taskmaster Christmas Cracker. Well, I'll tell you what, when we do our Christmas episode, um, yeah. I shall I shall auto pull a cracker and, okay. and and discuss the contents on air. Okay, we will. Yeah, that's a good plan. So let's discuss this Taskmaster Hotel team task here. So what did you... What I mean, it's quite interesting because this is the first time Alex has not been... I think this is the first time ever in the show that Alex has not been himself. Oh, he's flexing his acting muscles. I've seen it yeah. happen. He's growing. He's growing in confidence. He's, he's, he's becoming a, a monster. Yeah, he's yeah. got a sitcom now. And he's like, yeah, I could be Christopher Nix or whatever. But do you remember last week when he was being the lollipop man? He was being yeah. the chef. He was being the. He's like, he can do everything. He's, he can do everything. This I is acting real, he, right here. Yeah, basically, he's gunning for a sketch show, isn't he? He's going he for a sketch is. show. He's going to he's going to ditch the big boy and uh, <laughs> he's going to do his own sketch show. Um, so he was the guest. Yes, I, I think that he that. I mean, Susan points us out when she's doing it, which is basically uh, that she prefers Alex, and she's got she, Susan is very good at doing a passive aggressive um, or like a just barely able to keep her her like anger underneath her surface uh, underneath the surface while being a very consummate um professional uh but like where she turns to the camera is like oh i prefer alex you are like the problem a little bit is that chris is a complete dick yeah 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 but chris has to be a dick and i think the results were pretty inevitable that sue and susan would really try yeah. and do everything and be just mutter under their breath but you know do the but, obsequious but, but- but have a great time doing it. I will say, yeah. they seemed they really enjoyed playing. It, it felt like it, they it, like it, playing. It's that that's like the playing. end of the that's sentence. The they just like playing. Yeah, they like playing. and it's uh, that is a very joyful thing to see when um, adults are allowed to regress 
And I yeah. think that is why so many people won't do Taskmaster because you are given license to play full stop. Uh, and you are eight again. You sort of want the um, the guest to be the the normal one, if that makes sense, and that you get to do weird things to the guest. Whereas here, the guest was making ridiculous, uh, like so. It would have you- been more entertain the guest, you know, feed yes. the guest, well, entertain the guest, um, yeah. give the, the guest an experience of a lifetime that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think that may have been the that I I I know why they had uh chris be a dick and have like suggest ridiculous things or like say i want a hot cucumber sandwich and a bedtime story which i really did enjoy yeah but i do also think that there's a level of it where you're like they just have to they just have to do it <laughs> there isn't really much the bedding got a little bit sort of torturous i I, yes. I would have actually preferred to have seen a proper uh pamper session or a, a, mm. an experience of a lifetime you know because you go to these places and you either do the zip wire or you do you know yeah. take you out or do pony trekking or whatever it would have been nice to have done something where they could have the teams were doing something entirely different from each other but it was yes. a bit repetitive in it so was much sort of like both ha- given you- the same thing you have to do a lot of things in a certain amount of time. Yeah. I thought when they when when Chris said I don't have a very good view from my room, I was surprised that the the thing to do was to move him from another was to move him to the caravan, which is fine. But I thought I thought the thing was going to be I want to stay in this room, but I would like a better view. So you have to improve the view that he's that would have been uh, a nice twist on it, and I think that that would have given people. Uh, that would have given teams chance for more points. For I think, yeah. yeah, yeah, because really we were seeing the same thing twice. We were seeing a- Alex playing Chris in the same way. Yeah, um, which, he, which he has to do. He can't play Alex. He can't play Chris a different way. But yeah, it sort of is an odd. It's an. It was an. Odd I did quite. I, I don't know. I did quite like to if Chris had come back the second time, really pissed out of his head and soiled the bed, or something. Like <laughs> <laughs> really sort of given them quite or pretends to be dead or something. I don't know. So, um, I I know what you mean. You sort of needed something to. You needed something. What I I did enjoy the fact that. Uh, the as as Greg put it, the uncle Uncle Julian and the two lunatics. They were much worse at it, and they they were a sort of. I I did like how Lucy very quickly turned into like the. Well, we're going to clock off soon. Yeah, and, like, yeah the yeah. fact that Sam was staying in his bedroom. It was very much like how I imagined. Like I definitely imagine that's how that hotel would be run, and in a way. If you were doing the Taskmaster Hotel, you would be able to choose between the Susan and Sue experience, which is to, uh, you can be the dick and you can have uh, two very lovely kids, like very excitable children, uh, yeah. wait on you. Or yeah. you can choose to have the the Julian, uh, Lucy and Sam experience, which is uh, these people will... T- torture you um stare yeah. at you through the window compliment your legs g- generally make you feel uncomfortable that's yeah. that's how i assume the the through experience and i think the the points uh did reflect those experiences susan and Absolutely. sue got five lucy sam and julian got uh, a non-deserved two um so at this point where are we with the points jack well at this point there are just two points between sam and julian and i can tell you that this is rare this is it is very rare for it to be this close in fact 
Uh, I think it's only been this close. Are we talking series points or episode points? We're talking series points. So, so um, oh, episode God, points. Oh, God, it got that close. It got that close. It, so seven points is the fourth highest uh, lead that someone's had going into a final episode. But by the final task, Julian had clawed it back to just two points between uh, him and Sam. So it was very, 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 very close at the end. Could um, he have won? What What is the scenario? Because, you know, this has frozen my mind, obviously. Sure. How could Julian have won the series with that final task? What would he have had to do to score enough points and what would Sam have had to do not to score enough points? It depends a little bit on how you score it at the end, because there was a little bit of ambiguity that Greg uh, and Alex point out. Uh, but the if Julian had got a ball in the bath yep. in the first round, and then Sam had dropped out and not got a ball in the bath in yep. that same round, Julian, I think, would have won the series. I think Julian might have had to go into round two or three. I think if because you think Julian, Sam would have Sam would have stayed in 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 the round. No. Um, oh oh no oh I see what you mean. Okay yes because because he wouldn't he needed to score more than two points. So so he so that's absolutely right. Sorry you're right. It was that. All right. Ah! Oh, yes. oh, God. <laughs> God. Um, honestly i've been flooded with endorphins i don't know quite what to do with them <laughs> I, have i really been been withholding your right this long yeah. good lord <laughs> God, right. so so i think you're you are right in the sense that i'm assuming that if because this task seemed impossible if anyone got the ball in the bath then it wouldn't go to a second round if julian had if if uh if Sam had fallen out the first round and got yeah. one point, Julian then needs to come second in the task or first to win. So he needs to score five points or four points. And depending on then what happened in the rest of the episode, oh sorry, what happened in the rest of the task, that's that that's how close it was at the end of this. Um I, I, I dropped I dropped the ball with that conversation about three or four seconds ago, but I kind of know <laughs> what you mean. Um but more people would have had to get balls in the bath, basically. It would have had to have been a longer competition. And so, Julian so knocked it, himself out on the first round, first go. I think this is right, but I think as soon as Julian knocked himself out with the first go, I think that was it. I Sam had there was won. a wait. I think Sam had won at that point. Although I think you you could tell that the pressure was really on Sam oh, because he really he's usually that ball in the bath. He, he really, really wanted did. it. He's usually, in fact, I think this whole episode in the studio, Sam looked a little bit more tense than. And yeah. I would be interested to know what's going through his head at that point because he has, you know, he has this big lead, but it's being cut away, and you can sort of tell that he is is in his face. He's kind of like, oh god, oh god, no. Yeah, it's a good job he went blonde and not red because he was sweating a bit, and if he'd gone <laughs> redhead, it would have been running down his face. But um, no, it was it was a it was a it was a lovely episode because Julian won it. Mm -hmm. um but sam won as we knew he well we did did we know jack did we know well, that sam was going to win what did we say at the beginning of this series I, what did I, we I, predict I I don't think we need to go into what we predicted. I think we can just assume that we were right in our predictions and that's all that matters. There's surely no need to, I don't know, play in the predictions of what we said before the series started. Uh, I think we have to listen to ourselves get this a bit right. wrong. Right, good.
I think we should both put money on somebody now. So I've done a list of people who I think it's going to be based on my pointless stats. So I think you should go with gut and I'll go with my stats. Okay, I'll go gut. Do you want me to say gut out loud? Got out loud. Okay, got. Um, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go left field. I'm gonna say Lucy Beaumont. <gasps> I mean, I plucked that from the blue. So my prediction is Lucy to win as well. Okay, that's. But weird. you've gone with gut, and I've gone with with ridiculous stats. So yeah, I, I think yeah. it's going to be Lucy, Susan, uh, Wakoma, Sue Perkins, Julian, and Sam at the bottom. That's my stat based okay. based on what we've done before. I'm not sure but, I'm being fair on Sam there, but you know, he's I don't a, think but that is, it's just how the stats work. He's an uh, unknown entity Jenny. to us, so he's got he's got the most proof in some respects. But it'd be interesting. I have a feeling we might both be wrong. We might both be wrong. Guess what? <laughs> we were both wrong. We were both Jesus. Wrong. I was nearly entirely absolutely wrong. Yeah, you were I, inside out and best front. I I I had Julian second last when he was second. I had Sam bottom when he was yeah. top. I had Lucy top when she was last. You had it topsy turvy. I had topsy turvy. The I I had I had uh, you got it I, wrong. I thought, Jack. I, thought I was going to have Susan. I had Susan in the wrong place as well. I thought that she'd be um, second. She'd be second when she yeah. was third, and yeah. I thought Sue would be uh, third when she was fourth. This has been. So it's been, it's been a, le- a learning curve, hasn't it, for it's, us both? Now, it wasn't just us who predicted, predicted, though, because before I took over the reins of this show from Lou, Lou mm-hmm. did a bit of predictions herself, didn't she? <gasps> she did, you're right, yeah. Oh, are we going to play that as well? Yeah, I want to hear this. Okay. Um, we should do some... I've done my Series 16 predictions, as well you know, Lou. Um, I think Lucy Beaumont's yes. going to win by a country mile because the stats told me she will, even though many people have predicted that she won't. Um, so maybe we should ask some of the same questions or some different questions uh, to you and see if you have any predictions using... Using, well, my eight ball. Your magic eight ball or or, or any or any number of uh, arcane devilry. Okay, so I will say, will um, Lucy win Taskmaster? Yeah? yeah, let's do that. Let's start with that one because that's my prediction. Okay, ask again later. Oh, come on, come on, Magic Eight um, Ball. How how much cannot later? Cannot predict. Cannot predict now. Oh my goodness! Jesus. I'm going to ask a different question. Okay. Um, who else is in it? Uh, Sam Campbell. Will Sam Campbell win Taskmaster? And I'm going to put TM. Yeah. What? Trademarked? Yes. It says yes. Wow. That is definitive. Guess we don't need to ask uh, again later. Uh, Who who else is uh, it? Superkins. Oh, yeah. Will Sue... I'm just going to test our method. Yeah, I'm slightly worried about this method. I'm going to be honest with you. Will Sue Perkins win TM? Concentrate and ask again. So sorry. It's problems with me, the user. (laughs) My source says no. Okay, okay. So, so, so this is all lining up. I, I mean, I predicted Sam would come bottom, so this is definitely a turn up for the books. Uh, Julian okay, Clary. Loose, uh, yeah, will Julian Clary win TM? It is decidedly so. Oh, okay, floor in the floor plan. In the plan. Floor Unless in the plan. it's the first ever time that two contestants have won have, won, uh, have, a, have yes. a joint victory and it'll be Sam Campbell and Julian Clary. Well, why don't I do uh, my tarot my uh, tarot cards first? Do your tarot cards for Susan Wakoma because I'm sure there'll be some kind of like we'll be able to see her journey in Taskmaster. 
Yeah, well, I've got angel cards. Heaven knows I've got angel cards. So I could ask the Archangel Michael. You've got to ask the Archangel Um, Michael. Okay, so um, how will Susan Wakoma do on Taskmaster? Dear Archangel Michael. Dear Archangel Michael. God, this is so formal. Dear Archangel Michael, please tell me how Susan Wakoma will do on Taskmaster. (laughs) Yes, this situation is coming together. Your patience and faith bring it about. Yeah, so not exactly. Well, I think it's going to be a run on magic eight balls now, don't you? <laughs> I mean, that's it's sort of uncanny. I'm not sure about the angel cards. I don't really get them, but yeah, magic yeah, eight. Yeah. D- decidedly so. Decidedly so. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can't believe that. I. It's I, uncanny, isn't it? Lose a it witch. I, I mean, also because she was right in the sense that that Julian won the final episode, and he was very close, very it close, a, very absolutely. Close to a situation yeah. where they did have the, where they were level. I think I we've mean, got to get in touch with Lou uh, yeah. and get her predictions for the next series. I completely agree. I completely. I mean, by whatever means she ha- she wants to play, whether it be Magic Eight or mm-hmm. um, Angel, Angel Cards, cards. Uh, and I'm could. just going to use my waters. <laughs> oh yeah you've got to use your waters or your gut either one yeah waters yeah gut. i tried yeah. my gut last time this time okay. i'm gonna use i feel it whether i feel what i feel in my waters i mean i need new i need new methods because clearly backing lucy beaumont by a country mile as i said yeah. there was not the thing to yeah. do i like that detail by a country mile by just a country confidence mile arrogant the arrogant boob yeah, the arrogant boob of it all yeah oh. you're a booby you're a booby <laughs> right jack well that's us excited about what's to come i mean we will continue won't we in the gap Oh, certainly. Don't worry. We've got lots and lots and lots of stuff to talk about in the gap, specifically emails that people send in. And I've got one. And of course, there's a Taskmaster New Zealand and there's Champion of Champions. There's New Year's Treat. There's so much stuff going on. We've got an interview. There's our Christmas crack a bit. There's a, we've got a whole Christmas crack a bit. We've got predictions for next series. We've got an interview with a very exciting Taskmaster New Zealand contestant coming up later as well. Which oh, is very God. Good. Yes. Yes. So, like, and, and Taskmaster New Zealand. Zealand is wonderful. So if you haven't treated yourself with that to that yet, get going. Um, there's an email come in, Jack. We do. Have What's an email. this email all about? So there, there was one question at the end of this series that I don't think we ever fully uh, satisfactorily answered, and it was about the rubbish robots task from episode uh, yes. six, I think it was. And the question was, uh, would a rubbish robot hit you if you just stood there? Because I think they're robot vacuums. I never did that test as to whether I should have been... Um, hey, you're a bit busy, robot. Jack. You're a busy I'm man. A bit busy. Um, and also I realized I got rid of my robot, va- robot vacuum, but I have actually borrowed my parents' robot vacuum and I am going oh, to do this sake. I'm a Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, for fuck's sake. I'm a big nerd. Um, but we do have an email that may shed some light on this whole thing. Um, it is uh, titled Robot Vacuums and it is from Ben and it says, Hi, Jack and Jenny. I'm writing as an engineer who worked at a robot vacuum company for several years. I've dreamed of emails Brilliant. like this for so long. <laughs> well, if, if he doesn't know, nobody knows. Exactly. It says, robot vacuums use a number of sensors to detect their environment. 
like I said. All robot vacuums have bump sensors, which detect when they physically run into things. For the most inexpensive models, uh, this is often the only way they detect obstacles. Some robot vacuums have infrared LEDs that help them detect when they get very close to an object so they can slow down before impact, but still wait until they bump into it to be sure that there is, in fact, an obstacle there and irregular obstacles like people are not very well detected by these light touch sensors. There are also models that have laser sensors, which allow them to definitively avoid touch obstacles. What a what a world that I'm that I'm reading this. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing when you think about it. I'm, I'm having an out-of-body experience. Is there more? There is a lot more. <laughs> he says, many robot vacuums have cameras on them now, but as far as I'm aware, none of them use the camera to precisely navigate around obstacles, though some use the camera to give troublesome areas a wide berth. As for the particular robot vacuum used in the task, I suspect it is a Yuffie <laughs> RoboVac 15 Oh, God, he's good. Oh, he's good, this lad. Or similar. Good Lord, Ben. It clearly does not have a laser, which would be covered by the trash can on top, or a camera. There is a GoPro on it, but it's not connected to the robot. So I believe it is a model that relies on physical contact with obstacles. It appears to randomly change direction often, which happens to occur when close to contestants sometimes, which the editor has chosen to show to heighten the drama. Whether that frequent direction changing is standard behavior for that model or due to a modification by the crew, I don't know. Thanks and love the show, Ben. Ben. I mean, what an email. That was a great email, Ben. I've realized I've got a shit robot hoover. But you probably have the shit robot hoover that the show had, and therefore, you are right. Again, that's twice Again, in an episode. That's twice in one episode. This is a record. I've won. I've won I, this episode. I'm it's like I've given myself, honestly, no, 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 no. I, tell, I don't know <laughs> quite how I'm going to celebrate. I might have to get some beaver anus secretion <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> I might cut out the middleman and just go find beavers in the park and lick their asses. Don't know. I, I don't know if that's how it works, but knock yourself out. <laughs> yeah, this is, it's something that we need to need to prove at some point. Um, is that the next thing we're going to prove? Okay, we're going. Okay, we. So next time someone needs to email in about beaver anuses, just Listen, so I've can... already got strep throat. I don't think I need to go around licking beaver anuses. God Shit. knows what I catch. <laughs> Uh, Jack, it's been a pleasure as ever to talk to you. I will look forward to next week. I do apologise again for any nasal sounds in my voice. I am recovering. How dare you? Um, Don't apologise. You've been an absolute delight. And a I, I'm, I'm an absolute fucking trooper. That's what I am. Thank you so much for your emails. And do uh, send some more. You can send them to fans at taskmaster.tv. That's absolutely right. Do it. It's the third time, Jack. Uh, this this episode's the third time we've oh been right. God. Jesus God. I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna I'm gonna have to quit now while I'm ahead, I tell you. Next week <laughs> we shall speak again. Take care. Thank you so much. See you later. Bye. Bye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.